Today, we have a very unique experience. We are in the basement of a black market pet adoption service run by our guest, Raquel. Be prepared to find out things you never knew happened right in our own neighborhoods. Welcome to Bruno's Inside Out Podcast, the voyeur's look into the minds of guests from all walks of life. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this demented, absurd journey. Okay, listeners, uh, we have a special treat for you today. Uh, we're, we're here in the basement of, uh, we're going to call her Raquel. Her voice is going to be disguised, and we have to protect her identity uh, Raquel is in the black market pet adoption business. And so if you hear a little background noise or stuff, we're in the basement of this operation. So very covert today, very Raquel, would you say dangerous? Um, yeah, probably a little bit dangerous. Oh, see, so that worries me. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, so I guess, um, what got you into pet adoptions? Um, well, I used to work at a normal pet adoption service, and um, we get calls all the time about exotic animals, and I thought, why not? Why can't we? So I decided to make my own business out of it. So you went from regular pet adoptions to the black market? Yeah, like dogs, cats, fish, you thing. I don't know, fish sometimes, yeah. but, you know. That just wasn't enough for me. Huh. Interesting. So, what's the most popular pet that goes up for adoption? Probably kangaroos. Kangaroos? Yeah. Okay. And you take money? How does, what's the exchange for adopting a kangaroo? I mean, we say adoption here, I noticed. So, is this... Yeah. Could you explain? Yeah, yeah. So, um, this, this is, by the way, this my voice is going to be disguised, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah okay. Oh, for sure. For sure. sure. It's... This is a very, you know, covert operation for me. Um, so, I guess what I, like, would do is essentially I'm a non-profit um, business. So, people make a very nice donation towards my adoption services and eventually they'll get their animal that they comment with. So where do you find or acquire these pets? Uh, like a kangaroo, for instance. Who's that? Who's asking about that? Well, I'm just asking for the sake of the podcast. I know you're a little nervous. It's, it's okay. 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 Um, well, I guess what I, okay, well, I, mm-hmm. I guess what I'm willing to say is that um, I have people. They get me the kangaroos or whatever animal is insisted on, and they show up at my basement door. That door right over there? Yes. Oh, so at any moment at the basement door, we could receive a kangaroo shipment? Um, I made sure today you would not see any of my people, so not today, but any other uh, time, really. So your people need to be protected as well. Yes. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of an evasive answer because I asked where you get such animals and they just show up in your sites. 
I mean, your people, your organization has to be getting these animals, I mean, from a place that kangaroos come from, or is there something we don't know about? Um, you know, I actually really don't know where they get them from. I try to stay out of that, because if I get questioned on anything in particular, then I don't really know, and it's not my problem. Okay. Do you have any pets of your own? I have, um, I have a dog. A dog? Yeah. So you're, you're more on the mainstream. Well, I loan them out sometimes, but... You loan out your dog. Yeah. For money? Yeah. Nonprofit? Yes, nonprofit money. Nonprofit money. I'm really curious to how a black market operation runs nonprofit. That's baffling yeah. to me. I also have a um, snake that has one leg. A snake with one leg? Yes. It was an experiment we tried, but it didn't really quite work out. So now that's mine. And how do you go about making a snake have a leg? Um, I also have some scientist people that, I, you know, they do their thing. I get my thing. All right. So how does a snake with one leg move? It doesn't move well. That's why it's mine now. Okay. So you kind of took on the, sh the stray or the, I don't know what you'd call that. Um, so <laughs> since it's black market, do you find yourself in any... Uh, Dangerous situations? You know, most days it's pretty mundane. I make sure that I don't have to really touch them. If I do, it's usually with, like, not my hands. I have, like, one of those suits that, like, dogs can't chew through kind of thing. So. So. Is that a platypus in that cage? What is that thing? Yeah, that is a platypus. Good job. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just caught that out of the corner of my eye in that cage over there. I was like, wow, that is definitely a platypus. Huh? Yeah, a, a weird ask, but, you know. Yeah. You come through with it. Wow. So, I'm sorry to have interrupted you. The dog bite type suits, stuff like that. I mean, a platypus, a kangaroo... A one-legged snake don't seem like terribly aggressive animals to me, especially a snake that's not moving well. Fair enough. Is there something you're not telling me? Are there animals that I mean I should be worried about down here? Not in this particular room. Um, I have a special room where we make sure they don't get out, but I, there's definitely some larger mammals involved, like jungle mammals. Jungle mammals. Yeah. Now, I have heard not only the dangers of the animal, but the black market pet industry can be dangerous as far as transactions taking place and stuff like that. Is there any truth to that? You run into any dangers? Um, since it's black market, I get a lot of word of mouth, so I kind of have seen the people before, which helps. Um, I did have a weird guy, though, once who um, was asking for a tarantula. A tarantula? Mm -hmm. What would yeah. he be doing with a tarantula? I, I don't know. Um, that's not, like, the most specific ask ever, but I do get, uh, he had, like, a lot of knives, and he had some barbecue, like, shabam, I don't know. So, some, some weird barbecue name. 
Well, it wouldn't be Chappelle, would it? You know, sounds familiar. I don't want to really completely disclose it, but oh. I, I'll go as far as to say it was Shabam. Shabam. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to find that guy. Wow. Do you, do you have to carry any weapons on you or are you armed at all when you're doing business? Oh, uh, good question. Yeah. Um, sometimes depends on, I mean, I usually do it in public scenarios. So like the most I'll carry on with me is mace, but when I do the transaction of giving them the animal, they're usually not in sight. Like we choose a location. So a location. kind of like a drug transaction, but less, less illegal. A drug transaction. Yeah. Oh, no. No? You're being evasive again. Your your voice is disguised. Nobody's going to know who you are. It's okay. Oh, uh, I I mean, you leave a box somewhere, you get some money from your donation. It's all good. Okay. So how much money does, uh, what what was that? (laughs) Hopefully the animal doesn't get out. Yeah. Those... Kangaroos and platypuses. Well, you did say there was some jungle mammals we could worry about. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm putting the IDs because I mean, you're again, you're disguised. You can tell us. Do you have a tiger? <laughs> um, a certain kind, yeah. Certain I'll, I'll, kind. I'll go as far as to say that. Um, might have been in Vegas before, you know. Oh, now this is interesting. I've been to Vegas many times. A certain magic deck used to have white tigers. Are you confirming that you supplied white tigers to a certain magic act? Um, I, you know, I could get in a lot of legal trouble with, you know, what happened in that incident. So I'm going to plead the fifth on this one. Okay. Well, again, under this disguise, you want to discuss that you're... Tiger bit that man. I'll keep you as safe as possible. But if you want to continue to be elusive, I mean, I'd like to see you a little more forthcoming. Did your tiger attack that magician? (laughs) Uh, Again, I'm going to go with a yes and no answer to that. How much money does someone in your business make in a year? Well, we're a nonprofit, so technically I'm not making any money per se, um, for government reasons, of course. Um, but if we were to say people are probably giving over a thousand dollars for every exotic animal or any experimented animal, so thousand dollars over a thousand over a thousand yeah well i would hope so i mean i mean it can go up to about a hundred thousand or more it just really depends on (laughs) this is quite a range because i was gonna say i bought a border collie the other day for two thousand dollars so over a thousand is not all right but now you're with a hundred thousand to again i mean you can be as forthcoming as you want we i promise to disguise your voice um Let's just say a million dollars isn't the craziest amount of money I've made so far. Oh my gosh. So we've gone from a thousand dollars to a million. 
kangaroos, platypuses to white tigers, possible white tigers. I mean, what can I do to draw the the real truth here? Because I got to tell you, I'm in this basement. This is like a bunker down here. I don't know what's behind these other walls, and I hear noises. I don't know what these noises would be coming from. Is there... Is there something else you wanted to share with us? Here's what I'll say. Um, for like the $1,000 ones, it's usually like a domestic dog that someone wants in a specific way. A specific way? Yes, a specific way. Um, I guess I'll tell my story about that one. Um, I had this girl. She requested a pit bull, but with only three legs. She wanted a three-legged pit bull. Yes. And you do this kind of adoption. Yeah, I mean, they're they're very easy to find, but surprisingly not in my business. So um, let's just say the dog ended up having three legs. Okay. So he had four and you made him have three? It's possible. Oh, it's, oh. That poor dog. He, he oh. didn't feel it. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now, in walks a dog as you say this. Now, this is a four legged dog. Yes. He seems to like you. That's good. <laughs> I treat my animals well. Uh, I treat most all animals well. It's just most. most. Which, mean, which ones don't you? I mean, I don't personally treat them wrongly. It's someone else doing the work, but oh. it is the black market, I mean. Scary. I'm a little concerned now. Um, how does someone get a hold of you to make an adoption happen? Um, well, so if you go online, uh, to black market, um, pet adoption services.gov, you can make a, you know, a submission with a note, or, um, if you somehow catch me on the street and I feel that you're not going to wrap me out we we maybe could you know make a deal that's how i got with the barbecue guy oh the barbecue guy yeah not he was on the street making some you know throwing the knives around making some barbecue and he wouldn't tell me what the meat was so i thought you know this guy seems legit and would want some random meat random meat random meat cool just kind of rings a bell to me some of these So, you said .gov? Yeah. Are you somehow connected with the government? Um, well... You're protected, you can... Um, you know, this one, not sure what I should say to that. I mean, I'm going to say no. You're going to say no. Going to say no. Going to say no. .gov. All right. She's staying firm on this one, people, so... I guess... On the Inside Out podcast, we like to ask for a call to action. So if someone's looking to get into the black market pet adoption business, what's one action step they could take today? Um, stealing from local pet stores is always a good option to start. Get the exotic ones, the alligators they're like not technically supposed to have. See, now we're getting to it. Keep going. Um, 
I mean, I can definitely give you, like, an introduction to how, but, I mean, the other stuff, getting your people and getting the scientists or however far you want to go into it, that's where, you know, you got to find your own people. But for the most part, it's, you know, making a startup and then some people will come to you and be like, hey, you want to take this further? And, you know, but, they come in the with action, black suits. The action step, steal from the local pet store. Yeah. That's the first step. Because that's where we want to get them some momentum. So yeah, you know, I guess, you I guess they'll get start your there. Exotic animal somewhere, and you don't want to pay for him. What's the point? Is that a car pulling out that door of the the entrance here? It's a walkout basement, by the way. I can see. Um, they what should be that? going. Nothing to worry about. Um, you know, they'll they'll take it to the other door. That's for the. That is a big cage. I think uh, I want to thank you, Raquel, for being on the podcast. And uh, we hope to speak to you again soon. Maybe. Thank you for listening today. And please subscribe to Bruno's Inside Out Podcast. Because you never know what a person has to offer until you know them. Inside Out Raquel's real identity is Julie Schwimmer and lives happily in Boca Raton, Florida. Just kidding, you will never know. The people and events depicted in this podcast are fictitious. Any similarities to actual people or events is purely coincidental. Do not try or partake in any of the activities discussed in this podcast as they could be illegal or harmful to your health or the health of others. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. That's it for this episode of the Inside Out Podcast. The Inside Out Podcast was hosted by Brian Bruno. Production support, Joe Olenbush. The music is Sidewalk Boom by Joe Olenbush.